When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Brendan Escott sitting in for Reed for the rest of the week. He's on vacation, hanging out at the Fringe Fest. And Dave is in Ottawa ahead of the Elks and Red Blacks. Canada has officially advanced to the semifinals at the World Junior Hockey Championship. A 6-3 win over Switzerland. I did not have eyes on this game, but let's talk to somebody who did. Chris Peters now of Flow Hockey joining us on the Certainteed Hotline. Chris, you're on with Brendan. How's it going tonight? Brendan, I'm doing great. It's uh, good to be in, a, in an arena as freezing as it is uh, in this uh, beautiful summer day, but a lot of great hockey and, uh, you know, the World Juniors in August. You know, uh, it, it, it doesn't get better than that, I, would, I, I, I tend to say, but it's a little bit odd still. So. Well, I'll tell you what, if I was ever going to try and sell you on living in Edmonton, it would be on a day like the few that we've had since you've been in town. I'm glad you're here, though, and spending the whole day in Rogers Place, uh, you don't get to experience the whole thing. What you have been experiencing, though, today, anyway, is uh, quarterfinal action. So, uh, Canada, let's maybe assess what we just saw before us. They were um, they, they were handed a pretty healthy test by the Swiss, at least on the scoreboard. I don't know if it looked as close on the ice you know at times it certainly did you know i think the swiss team came in with a game plan and had they gotten maybe a little bit better goaltending and and made just one or two fewer mistakes they would have been a lot closer in the score sheet you know the thing about this canadian team is once they get rolling it's really hard to stop them um they they are very precise with their offense they're very uh, you know they finish their chances about as well as any team could in this tournament and you know, obviously they have all the skill, but you know, I think you got to give the Swiss a lot of credit. They, they certainly played with a lot of passion. They had a good forecheck going there for a bit. They forced some turnovers, and that put Canada in a bad spot a couple of times. So you know, I think that that was a really good test for Canada at this stage of the tournament. They haven't been challenged too much yet, um, and you don't expect it to come from Switzerland, but this is a very heavy, physical Swiss team, and uh, you know, they gave Canada all they could handle, but in the end, it's a 6-3 final with the empty net goal, and uh, it, it's uh, still, again, you know, Canada lives to play another day, and now they got a tougher test in the semifinal, and it certainly won't get easier from here. And it wasn't just Canada, Chris, that was faced with a tough test. The Swedes were, were taken to task by Latvia, I, I guess. I mean, maybe it was a lack of taking advantage of their own opportunities, particularly on, on that five-minute uh, five power play that they did not score on. Finland and Germany, 3-2 at one point as well. So there was some good quarterfinal action today, wasn't there? Way better than we would have anticipated, given the way that the preliminary round went. And I'll tell you what, there was a lot of really good uh, performances throughout that that first or today, where where you know you saw some of those underdog teams actually 
come with uh, great competitiveness, and, and then some of the more favorite teams come out a little flat. You know, that Finland-Germany uh, game started at 10 a.m., and these guys are not used to playing at 10 a.m. anymore. It's not squirts. It's not peewees anymore. You know, they're they not used to those earlier games, and so I think it took them both, both teams a little while to get into it. And then, you know, Germany had a really good pushback. They have a couple of players that could hang with the, with the Finns, um, and that was a, a, a strong game that, well, eventually Finland was able to take over. And then in that second game that you mentioned, Sweden and Latvia, I'll tell you what, the Swedes came out flat, and I, it took them a long time to find their game. And, and I don't know that they really ever found it. They end up getting a, a goal in the third period after that five-minute major that you mentioned. You know, they survived. Latvia survives that, and they think they have a chance. And then Emil, Emil Andre, who has had a, just a tremendous tournament, scores a late goal and, and Sweden kind of escapes and now they have a you know a pretty tough semifinal ahead. Um, we're anticipating you know we'll find out. USA plays Czech coming up in a little bit here. But I mean, you know, Sweden definitely has some questions to answer yet in this tournament. So Chris, do we know for sure is it Canada and Finland locked in for the semifinals? It appears it yeah, it appears that way just because of the way that the seeding works out. Now it will depend on this US event because if Czech manages to uh, beat USA, that would change the game. So that, you know, that the, they reseed in the semifinals, which is something they've done for the last few years. Not a huge fan of it because it usually ends up just getting teams that you already played in the, uh, in the, in the preliminary rounds. So, so if USA wins and all the favorites win, um, then it would be Canada versus Finland and then Sweden versus USA. So rematches from the preliminary round. So the U.S. get this this Czechia team that has, well, they've lost to Latvia, and they've also taken Finland to overtime. So what what should the U.S. expect out of this game in a few minutes? Well, they, they certainly can't take Czechia lightly because they do have enough talent where if you're not on your A game, they're going to come in and, and have they have the guys that can score some goals. They have Yuri Kulich. They have uh, Jan Mishak, who have had really strong tournaments and are threatening players. The thing about the Czechs is they've gotten really inconsistent goaltending. And so today, they're not even dressing Jan Bednash, who is really? the only drafted goaltender on their roster. Thomas Suhanek is likely going to get the net tonight. So, you know, that's, if he can have a strong game, that gives Czechia a chance. But, you know, the one thing about this U.S. side, they're the fastest team in the tournament. They've scored pretty easily throughout. They've gotten decent enough goaltending. They might have one of the best decors of the entire tournament. And... They really looked strong. You know, I, I think there were a lot of questions about this team with all the guys they're missing from the team in December. Uh, but, you know, they're going to have their hands full here, and if they're not careful, Czechia certainly has the ability to uh, sneak up on you. U.S. is at a spot, as we, we chat with Chris Peters from uh, Flow Hockey, uh, U.S. is at a spot where they're, they're kind of like Canada, where they can leave three, four, five of the top talents off the team and still put a guy like Luke Hughes out on the point, who uh, in other conversations I'm led to understand has basically been the most standout defender at the tournament, or certainly one of them. So uh, do you think that the U.S. still presents maybe the biggest challenge in front of Canada before the gold medal? Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? 
Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Well, yeah, no question. I think, you know, outside of, you know, Luke Hughes, you've got Logan Cooley who was the number three pick in the last draft. You've got, you know, a number of strong offensive talents and guys that might not be as familiar because they don't have the draft pedigree, but they played very well, like a Carter Mazur. And, uh, you know, that's, Matt, Matt Nyes, who hasn't scored a lot here, has been really effective in other ways. And then you've got guys on the blue line like Brock Faber, uh, who was recently part of that, uh, that Kevin Fiala trade going back to Minnesota. So, you know, they've got a lot of weapons throughout their lineup. And the thing that really stands out is just how fast they are. This is one of the faster U.S. teams I've been able to see. And that's usually a hallmark of USA hockey. Team speed is very important. But this group in particular has outskated teams throughout this entire tournament. Their forecheck's been phenomenal. So that's a big advantage for them going in here, and that's why I think that they would still present a big challenge to Canada. I think Canada has the advantage in net. I think they have better scores. But USA is a hard-skating team, and I think their decor is better than Canada's. Well, let's sink our teeth into what Canada has shown you over the course of this tournament, Chris. And I know it can be hard to evaluate a game when you're you're beating a Slovakia, a beleaguered Slovakian roster, eleven to one or what have you. But when you talk about the performance, I, I think of Mason McTavish really uh, exceeding all expectations as the captain of this team, and and you know the top end talent there. But I wonder if there's anybody else in addition to that that's maybe catching your eye on this Canadian side. Well, there's, there's no question Mason McTavish has been the biggest story of this tournament just with how strong he's played. He doesn't look like he belongs here because he looks like he belongs on a, on a top six in the NHL with how well he's played. And, you know, he very well may be that for Anaheim before it's too, uh, too late here, but he just plays the game so hard. And then he's got the skill on top of that. And, you know, he's played with Connor Bedard. He certainly brought out the best in Connor. Um, you know, I thought today was probably Connor's weakest game overall. You know, wasn't getting pucks to the net as easily as he has throughout the tournament. But, you know, playing alongside Mason McTavish, that does open up a lot of space for you, and so that's that's why Connor Bedard stood out. But, you know, the real story of today's game, Ridley Gregg left the game after the first period, did not return. And that's a concern for Canada because outside of McTavish, I really think that Gregg has been the guy that really stirs the drink for them. Um, and, and his line has been so important to this team because they, they hit, they are fast, they can score. And if he's not available, that does hurt Canada a bit against you know, the stronger teams like the Swedens and Finlands and the USA. So really, Greg's a guy that you know, we'll, we'll wait and see what kind of update we get from, from Dave Cameron, if any, today on him. But that's a guy that I think outside of Mason McTavish has made just a phenomenal impact on this team in, in so many different ways. He was the uh, third leading scorer tied for it coming into this game tonight, the Ottawa Senators uh, prospect. They showed a, a shot, Chris, of um, of inside the dressing room and they had him throwing his, his shoulder pads on. He is built like a man. Like there, It's obvious just how physical he, he can be, right? He's got that kind of uh, demeanor and I think there's a lot of other players on this team who can bring that physicality in that that sort of energy and uh, to me it was important that they had that when Slovakia was pushing around Bedard a little bit there but overall I mean there's there's such a good blend of size and and uh, and skill on this Canadian team this year despite the names that aren't even on this roster in the summer yeah absolutely I mean you know just it just speaks to the depth of, of the talent pool and that you know there are so many guys that that aren't part of this team, but I think it also says a lot about the guys like Mason McTavish and Kent Johnson, who saw NHL time last year, who played in the Olympics. 
that said, yeah, no, I, I don't care. I know that I've got an, an NHL roster spot right there for the taking, but I want to be a part of this team. And, and them coming back, I just think, speaks volumes about them, but it also speaks volumes about the, the opportunity of, of, of the World Juniors still for, for every Canadian player. It, it doesn't matter that it's in August. It just matters that the World Junior gold medal is on the line. I think we're going to see those guys really continue to rise because they've been the, some of the biggest difference makers for this team. And to, to see them make that commitment, I think, uh, is pretty inspiring to the rest of the group. And, and they've certainly been among the leaders on this team. And even though Kent Johnson's production hasn't necessarily been there like McTavish's, I say that, but he's a point-per-game player, was through the preliminary round, uh, and, and it still feels like he's having sort of a subpar tournament by that standard, even with the uh, Michigan goal going in and, in that other game. But uh, I'm almost surprised at how muted the, the production of Johnson has been. You know, it, it has been muted, but it's not for lack of chances. You know, I think that he's really created a lot for himself. I think his his, uh, you know, the fact that they've, they've kind of split up the offense, like his responsibility, you, they could have very easily put him with McTavish and Bedard, and he could have just kept racking up points and racking up points. But they really wanted that next line to have some threat to it, and he's the threat. You know, he's the guy that's really making things happen. He plays a lot with Logan Stankoven, who had a great game today. Um, you know, so being alongside those guys and, and making sure that there's, there's spread out offense and where you have to, you know, match up against everybody. You know, I think that's part of it. So I'm not too worried about the production. He's still one of the most skilled players on the ice. He can do things with the puck that most other players can't. You know, I, I mean, he's he's just a special talent. And um, you know, I, I'd say that, based you know from what I've seen myself, yeah, do I expect him to have a few more points? Certainly, but I think he's playing just fine. I, I wonder from your perspective how the attendance was for the Canada game. Again, it was a bit of a, to me, this is an early puck drop for the local time, right? I think that if people were going to attend these games more heavily, seven o'clock puck drops would help that out big time. But from your perspective here, now that we're past the preliminary round, was it any better for Canada, Switzerland? Uh, no, it uh, was not. And, uh, that, you know, it's, uh, it's unfortunate, um, it is unfortunate, you know, the atmosphere has been, um, you know, not great for, for the level of, of games that, we're, that we've been experiencing. I think that the people that really brought it today in that, that Canada-Switzerland game, it was loud enough. Um, but, you know, I mean, we're still talking about less than half, you know, and, and that's just the, with the lower bowl open. So, um, you know, I think today it might have been a little bit over half, but, you know, still, it, you, you feel the emptiness at times in a building of this size and of this quality, um, so it, that that is tough to see. And in some twisted way, it's almost like you're accustomed to seeing it after the COVID years we've just had. But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, nevertheless, we're going to keep our fingers crossed for uh, for Canada to first qualify for that gold medal game and then for a solid turnout. Chris, uh, talk to me about the work you're doing now with Flow Hockey. It seems like a, at least a new endeavor for, for yourself anyway. Yeah, you know what, it is new, and I think it's going to be new for a lot of hockey fans. We're, we're really excited to kind of get rolling. I joined them in June. Um, it's a streaming platform, and you can see the ECHL on there. We just announced yesterday that the USHL, um, the top junior league in the United States, will be coming to our platform as well. And um, I'll also have all of my prospect coverage. I've been doing this for over a decade, where you know, following uh, NHL prospects and the NHL draft, and you know, we had a really good uh, – you know, great, great uh, traffic for, for the first draft that I was able to do with Flow Hockey. And um, we're going to continue to just grow and grow. They put a lot of investment into hockey. They also uh, purchased Hockey Tech, which uh, a lot of hockey fans would be familiar with Hockey TV. 
Um, so that's part of the flow family now as well. So, you know, if it's, if it's happening outside of the NHL and hockey, it's probably going to be, you're, you're, you're going to read about it on flow hockey and you're certainly going to have a chance to see a good chunk of it as well on flow hockey platforms. So, I'm really excited to be a part of it. I think that we got a lot of great things coming down the pipe and uh, just really cannot wait to get the season started because we've got a lot of exciting things coming up. Right on. I wish you all the best of luck with that. And then as far as your personal Twitter account goes, that's where I've been getting my World Junior updates. Yeah, at Chris M. Peters and lots of uh, live game uh, analysis and, and, and updates for sure. And it's, it's, you know, it's always fun. This is one of my favorite events to do and I'm really thankful for everybody that's followed along over the years. All right, Chris, great chatting with you tonight. Thanks for hopping on the show. Anytime, Brendan. Thanks for having me, bud. Chris Peters of Flow Hockey now. He's been around a few different uh, operations. You might remember him from Daily Faceoff or from ESPN, etc., etc. So there you go. Canada on through to the semifinals. And we have to wait and see. If USA takes care of business tonight, it's Canada-Finland again. Remember when they met... In the opening round, it was a 6-3 Canada win. Czechia might pull off the upset, though. I guess that remains to be seen. They should be underway now as I glance over here at my monitor. Maybe I'll figure that out with 100% certainty as we hit our final break here on Inside Sports. With Brendan Escott tonight and tomorrow in advance of Friday's football game. The Elks, the Red Blacks for the first time this season. It's week 11 of the year. The Elks bring a 2-3 and three road w- uh, record in. And both of those road wins have come out east. So just following that pattern, there's plenty of reason for optimism. But, uh, you know, let's go beyond that. Do I have some? No, no, I don't have any audio from the coach. Okay, well, we can get to that tomorrow too. Um there's so many different areas of this team that need to really button it up. Discipline, for sure. Finishing, yeah. And what does finishing mean? It means tackling, means making that catch, means hitting that hole with speed if you're running back, getting one of what's been limited opportunities. Five uh, five o'clock kickoff, 3.30 is the uh, countdown show Morley and Dave out east I've got you from these very studios here uh, an 8.30 puck drop for the US and Czechia by the way that is a late one let's play count how many eastern reporters will be following that one not many <laughs> not many we'll see again if they if they take care of business the US went 4-0 in the preliminary round as Canada did as well so uh so there's reason to believe they will emerge victorious. Thomas Bordalo, he's a, a draft pick of San Jose, leading the team with seven points. Jan Myshak uh, of uh, Czechia leading that team with six. Depth-wise, it's not even close. But the U.S., uh, they don't have a ton of their top talent here. I, it's just, again, it's such a weird tournament this time around, isn't it? It's a bizarre one. I'm ready to get my jammies on on Boxing Day and fire the TV on then. That's, in the meantime, I'm bolting out of here and I'm going outdoors, man.
Maybe that's where you're tuning in to Inside Sports from. Out at the lake. Maybe you're out on a walk. Maybe you got us on the boats. Appreciate it wherever you've tuned in from. Uh, yeah, we've got some wicked weather going on. It's kind of a shame that baseball teams in town have... have uh, their seasons are over now as of basically the last week or two. So uh, the players, that's great because they get to go enjoy the sun. But uh, for you and I that want to go down to Remax and watch a ball game, <laughs> uh, we'll have to wait. Uh, we got a car race going on out uh, this weekend. You must know about that. Not a car race. There'll be car- some car smashing this weekend. Oh, we got a derby. That torque raceway. The Woo-hoo! Monster Truck Throwdown. Brendan Escott, uh... I believe Friday night, definitely Saturday and Sunday, though. Uh, go out there, check it out. Tons of fun. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you just like destruction, just go out there and just watch it. Just know? energy releasing. Exactly. Like, these guys, these are not the same monster trucks that you and I grew up, uh, you know, watching as kids and that stuff. These are finely tuned race machines anymore. They're not just lumbering beasts, you know, pancaking, you know, Grandpa's Oldsmobile in the back <laughs> 40 or something. <laughs> Some this school is, bus. Th- These things are highly tuned racing machines so well perhaps we'll endeavor to uh, learn a bit more about ah. said highly tuned racing machines tomorrow night i hope you'll join us then on inside sports it's been a pleasure talking elks talking hockey and talking basketball if you missed any part of the show you want to go back 630ched.com the inside sports page will have the archive for you or anywhere you get your streaming audio it's brendan escott i'm back tomorrow we'll chat then